Welcome to the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. My name is Frank. I'm the host of the show, and it's good to be back. I've uh, been gone for a little bit. Uh, if you watched the last review, it was for the uh, Predator prequel, Prey. Uh, so it's been quite a bit since I've been on. Uh, there's been a lot going on uh, for me personally. I'll get into that uh, in a moment. Uh, but before I do that, uh, the normal housekeeping. Uh, this is the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. This is a movie podcast where I discuss and review movies new and old. And uh, going to be reviewing Hollywood and Hollywood. This is going to be a rough one, guys, so bear with me. I apologize. I'm going to review Halloween Ends, which is the supposedly final chapter in the David Gordon Green-directed trilogy of Halloween films uh, with, uh, with Jamie Lee Curtis. So I'm going to get into that review in a moment. Uh, but before I do, uh, again, this is the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. I am Frank, the host of the show. Uh, you can find this podcast in audio form uh, wherever you get your podcast. You can also download uh, episodes of this podcast all the way back to the first episode. The website for the show is letmebendyourear.com. Uh, you can find all the episodes there. Uh, you can also find links to the video episodes of this podcast as well. So uh, I would encourage you to do two things if you don't mind, or actually, yeah, two things. If you could uh, follow me on Twitter, my handle is at BendYourEarPod. That's also the handle for Instagram. You can like the Facebook page. Uh, just look for Let Me Bend Your Ear Podcast. And um, again, you can find all episodes on the website if you don't use a podcasting app to listen to your podcast. So I'd appreciate uh, if you would do that. And if you could also like the Facebook page, if you like the video version, uh, feel free to go there uh, for the episodes as well. Um, you'll get notifications when I go live like I am now. And if you could... Uh, subscribe to that page as well. I would appreciate it. That's also under Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. Okay, before I get into the review of Halloween Ends, um, like I stated uh, a moment ago, uh, I have been off the podcast for a while. Um, there's been a couple of reasons that that's happened, uh, or three th three reasons why. One, uh, I've been extremely busy. Uh, my son plays baseball and he does a lot of other activities, so when baseball season is on, uh, it's kind of tough for me to record as much as I'd like. I know I've been making a commitment to try to record an episode a week. It's just been rough for the last uh, few weeks. Uh, the second big reason is um, my uh, my brother, Jason, uh, has been um, ill for almost the past year. And unfortunately, uh, he passed away uh, on September 12th. So I've been dealing with that. Uh, it's been extremely difficult. Um, he had a long uh, battle with, uh, with declining health and unfortunately succumbed to it on September the 12th. Uh, so, like I said, I've been, me and my family have been dealing with that situation as well. Um, it's been tough. Uh, he's my little brother. It's, it's, it's hard. Uh, it's kind of hard to believe that he's not here anymore. So I've been dealing with that situation. Um, this coming Saturday, actually, in, in my hometown of Tampa, Florida, we're going to have a celebration of life for him uh, and, and try to remember the good times with my brother. Uh, in honor of my brother, uh, I will be in an upcoming episode. Um, I'm not sure when. I just have to um, kind of get up to recording it. Uh, I'm going to do a movie review and dedication to my brother. I'm going to pick one of his favorite films. I'm not going to announce it yet, but I'm going to review one of his favorite movies. Uh, I'm looking forward to, the, to it because it's from a genre that I don't really watch at all. So uh, I think I've seen this movie once with him probably 20, 30 years ago. Uh, but I'm going to review 
discuss and review that movie for the podcast uh, in dedication uh, to my brother Jason. So again, he passed away on September the 12th. And uh, like I said, our family's been dealing with that uh, with that um, severe loss. So that's another reason why I've been gone for a while. Okay, so uh, tonight I'm going to be reviewing Halloween Ends. Uh, so I was fortunate enough to be able to watch it because it's been stream- it was streaming on Peacock. They did day and date release along with it in the theater I just read before I jumped on. Uh, looks like it made about $41 million. So that's a pretty good opening weekend considering it was available for streaming as well. So if you follow these last other two movies, Halloween 2018 and then Halloween Kills, which I believe is 2021, I think, uh, came out last year. So obviously David Gordon Green has directed all three of these films He's co-written the screenplays himself and, of course, the actor-comedian Danny McBride. So, of course, if I, as, I, as I've spoken about the other two movies when I've reviewed them for the podcast, uh, their whole reason for pitching this uh, to Blumhouse and eventually getting it made was that they wanted to kind of bring back the scariness of Michael Myers. So, so McBride and Gordon Green both thought that Michael Myers had kind of become a caricature of himself instead of the terrifying figure that he was, you know, obviously from 1978's Halloween, directed by John Carpenter, and even Halloween 2, which is actually, I reviewed a couple of years back because I had never seen it, which is actually, I thought, a pretty strong movie. I was actually kind of impressed with it, surprisingly so. So, of course, Halloween ends, picks up four years after the events of Halloween Kills. So, four years later, uh, we find a, our main character, Laurie Strode, of course, paid by the great Jamie Lee Curtis. She has purchased a home in Haddonfield and she seems to be uh, surprisingly in a good place in her life. She's made a decision that she's going to live her life and not be be imprisoned by the trauma that Michael Myers has brought onto her life and of course onto her family's life. So obviously no spoilers here. If you've seen Halloween Kills, you know at the end of that film, uh, Laurie Strode's daughter was murdered and now it's just her and her granddaughter. So at the beginning of Halloween Ends, uh, she moves in with her granddaughter, Allison. And she's in a good place. She's just living her life, being happy with her granddaughter. Uh, her granddaughter is a uh, nurse at like, I don't know if it's an urgent care center, some kind of medical center. She's a nurse there. Now, before I proceed with the review, I think what I'm going to do, I guess if you're going to classify this particular review of this movie, I guess I'm going to put it under the mild spoiler uh, moniker. I always try to do reviews without major spoilers. There won't be any major spoilers here. Obviously, I'm not going to say what happens at the end. Obviously, the movie has been hyped. I mean, the title is Halloween Ends. It's been hyped as the final confrontation between Laurie and Michael. I'm actually not really going to even get into any of that at all, so I'm not going to spoil it in that way. But I am going to talk about kind of the main story of this film. And normally I wouldn't, but because it's set up right at the beginning, I'm going to have to, because if not, this would be a three-minute review. And the events of the beginning of the film color the rest of the movie. So for me to actually review the movie, um, and like I said, I'm not going to give away what happens at the end, but it's all intertwined. So I'm going to I'm going to talk about that. So if that's not something you want to hear, if you have not seen Halloween Ends yet, um, then if you want, I would suggest you go watch the film. Uh, like I said, either in the theater or it's streaming on Peacock, and then come back to the show, and then you can listen to my review and give me your thoughts on it after. Um, but if you're okay with that, but I'll just I'll put that out there. Because like I said, normally I probably wouldn't, but it's so intertwined with the rest of the story. Um, and I want to discuss the movie kind of a little bit in depth to give my actual review of it and, and, and my thoughts. Because I've seen some of the 
feedback of the film, and, and I'll get into that in a minute. So it's been an interesting um, feedback that people have given regarding whether they like the movie or not. So again, as I stated, uh, Lori Strode and her granddaughter Allison are living together in a home that she purchased. At the very beginning of the film, there is a scene where, of course, on Halloween, where Corey is babysitting a family's uh, young son. So I think he's about eight or nine years old, if I remember correctly. And he's got a history with the family. Um, he's mowed their yard. He's a, he's a student. So he's babysitting. Uh, the son's kind of a smartass. And uh, they're sitting watching a movie, and he's just kind of acting douchey. So what ultimately ends up happening at the beginning is he ends up locking Corey in an upstairs room of the house. This is like the multi-stories, like three, four-level house. Locks him in the locks Corey in that room, not opening the door. You know, the, the child's acting kind of weird. And uh, he's trying to get out. He's like, get me out, let me out. He ends up kicking the door open with enough force to push, unfortunately, the child off of the railing onto the ground below. And of course, uh, killing him. So you see that uh, at the outset of the movie. So now, this character Corey, four years later when Halloween ends starts, is basically living with his parents, working at a um, auto shop, so a mechanic shop, but appears like to be owned by his stepfather because he lives with his mother and this gentleman. That's I guess is his stepfather. Uh, they don't really get into it. If I, they did, I missed it. But uh, he's working there. And then what happens is he ends up having an interaction with Michael Myers. And I'll just leave it at that. So I, I don't want to get too much into it. So there's an interaction with Michael Myers, which results in an injury. And he ends up going to the medical center where Allison works. So Allison treats him and is immediately attracted to him. She has just broken up with her boyfriend, I guess, who's a cop or a deputy or something like that and is immediately attracted to him. So I'm gonna stop right here. So Halloween Kills, if you go back to my review of that show, I don't, I didn't pull up the episode number, but if you go back, I reviewed Halloween Kills actually on uh, last year's Halloween episode that I do with, with Neve from the UK. So what I liked about Halloween Kills was kind of, it, and this is a theme that's recurring and I can see how this movie really leaned into it. There's a theme about trauma and how trauma affects people. And in Halloween Kills, if uh, like I said, I had a mixed review of that film. Um, they really tried to show the effect of the trauma from Michael Myers, not just on Laurie Stroud, Strode, but of all of Haddonfield. And it kind of manifested itself in Anthony Michael Hall's character in Halloween Kills, basically taking the approaches that they're not going to take it anymore. They're not going to be traumatized anymore. And they're going to fight back. So that's a lot of what goes on in Halloween Kills. That theme is really carried over in Halloween Ends to a point where I was completely surprised about how this movie went, which I think a lot of people have based on the reviews that I've already read. So Allison meets Corey. They're attracted to each other and start a relationship. And that's the main start of the film. So what you get here is basically kind of a character study of Corey of Allison and Laurie Strode, which is what I didn't like about Halloween Kills, and it's a little more of the same here, is she's, Laurie Strode is almost kind of in the background, uh, as opposed to being in the front uh, as far as screen time, story time, 
you know, obviously she'll get to that in the third act of the film. And, I'll, and like I said, I'll get to that without giving away what happens at the end. Uh, I will not do that. But the, the, the situation with Corey is, of course, Corey is dealing with the trauma uh, of being the cause of this boy's death, even though it was an accident, and living with that. And not only living with that internally, but of course, externally being ostracized by the entire town of Haddonfield. Obviously, starting with with the parents of the child of the of the town, because it's it's stated in the film that uh, he went on trial and was acquitted, or you know, obviously didn't serve any time. So obviously, I think the ultimate adjudication of that was that it was an accident. But uh, he's never recovered from that at all. That trauma, and of course, Haddonfield is still suffering the trauma of Michael Myers. So that trauma is enacted in Corey, and then of course, Allison, obviously, her trauma is losing both of her parents to Michael Myers. And she's kind of trying to navigate that as well. And then these two, Corey and Allison, find that bond through trauma to bond over the thing that they have in common, the deep connection that they end up making relatively quickly. So the first almost half of the film is is focused on that relationship. And Corey's conflicted feelings, her conflicted feelings about what's going on, uh, about everything. And even though time has passed by, you know, the trauma is still raw and at the surface. So, again, like I said, Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends, I think, is, is, is a, a intentional attempt to try to explore the ramifications of trauma, you know, and how they, how they affect people. And... I think it's it's a they took a big swing in this movie because I was I was thinking that when I saw it as I was watching it the other day and then it's funny after I was after I watched it because I usually I'll watch the movie first then I'll I'll look at other reviews um, after I watched the film and I formulated my own opinion but what I saw in a lot of the reviews was they took a big swing and I've made this point about other films before uh, specifically um, I'll I'll bring up two directors off the top of my head that I've talked about on the podcast on films. Christopher Nolan with a film like Tenet, which I didn't love, and Quentin Tarantino with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I'm, I'm sure I'm in the minority, which I liked but didn't love. But what I said about both of those films and both of those directors, which is why I'm fans of both of them and a lot of their other work, is in this climate of filmmaking, they're trying something different and new, and I give it points for that. Now, I think Halloween Ends kind of falls in that category for me. Um, I will say that it was uh, the way they went about it with this storyline is 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 pretty risky. And for me, if I'm particularly being honest, well, I am being honest, uh, as much as I respect trying to do something different and not trying to make just the same old movie again, I do respect that. I think unfortunately for this movie, uh, it doesn't, fully work. I tweeted out right after I saw the movie, my first initial thought, and uh, what I said was that Halloween Ends is not a Halloween movie. It's a completely different movie that happens to have Laurie Strode and Michael Myers in it. That was my initial five minutes after I watched the movie. That was my thought on it. Um, That hasn't changed over the last 48 hours. I still believe that that's what it is. Now, does that mean I hated the film? No. I know that uh, the 
reviews on Twitter, online. Haven't actually, ironically, I haven't read too many critic reviews. I usually pop in one or two of them after I watch the movie and formulate my opinion and just read some critical reviews. Most of the stuff I've read is basically people on Twitter talking about the movie because everybody's watching it, of course. And um, there are some people that really loved it, that really loved it. I'm not in that camp, but I'm definitely not in the camp of people that hated it. Uh, my own viewing experience is kind of weird because I I, I'm, I didn't love the story with Corey and Allison. I, I got what they were trying to do. And I don't know if it was an issue with the actor. I've never seen the actor that played Corey before. I, I don't know if I really liked him or not. And I don't know if it's, and again, I don't know if it's his performance, his ability as an actor or or if he's just doing what the script and the director asked him to do. Uh, so I don't know which way that goes. Um, so I didn't love it. Uh, again, but I under, I appreciate what they were trying to do. They took a huge risk, I think, with this movie. Uh, because I think what people were coming into expecting, probably me as well, I'm probably guilty of it as well, is I was expecting... It was funny because after Halloween Kills end, ended, I, I called it on that sh the show that, that I said there's going to have to be a time jump just to even allow uh, Laurie Strode to physically heal from... Uh, the injuries she sustained in the last movie. But I still thought that there would be, I thought it would put Laurie Strode front and center since this is one Laurie Strode's last ride, Jamie Lee Curtis's last ride, and the final confrontation with Michael Myers, which has been touted. So again, that's not a spoiler. Everybody knows that that's what this is about. And like I said, the movie's called Halloween End, so there's not much suspense about that part of it. So my expectations of the film would have been more Laurie Strode front and center uh, leading up to the third act of the movie. So that's where a lot of my disappointment lies. And I think that's where a lot of other people's disappointment lies. Again, there was there's was, uh, a few people on Twitter that loved it. And I think their their thought is that this is a movie that people are going to come back, you know, five years from now and say, wow, it's actually really good. Uh, my thought on that is this. I think, I don't agree with that. What I think, based on my Twitter posts and now that I've had a couple of days to think about it, I think... As a standalone film that's not related to Halloween, I think I maybe would have liked it a lot more because I do appreciate the kind of delving into how trauma affects people, how trauma affects the person that was traumatized, people around them, their family, their friends, the people that live in the same town as them. I think that's an interesting way to go about it. I do. Uh, I think, and I was talking actually to my other son about it, who's a big horror fan, he made a great point, kind of the same way. Like if this was a spinoff film from that universe, maybe talking about these characters in this story, that maybe it would have resonated more for me. And I think that's a great point. I think there's a lot of really good stuff in the movie that could have been better served as a standalone film, maybe that was connected to this universe more tangentially than literally being a Halloween sequel. Uh, or end of the Halloween trilogy of David Gordon Green. So that's really my thought on it as far as the story. So uh, th like I said, I think the movie's uneven. Um, like Halloween Kills uh, was uneven. This movie is definitely uneven. And like I said, I, I respect the, the, the swing. I just don't think they, they hit it out of the park with this one. I don't, I don't think this is the place to do that story. Um, again... I think of the three films uh, that he's directed, I think the first one is, the first Halloween on 2018 is the best one. Um, I think, unfortunately, we've gotten diminishing returns since that first one. I thought the first one was a lot of fun, was scary, had some new and clever ways to use Michael Myers um, in, in, in the kills. So all that stuff I enjoyed in 2018's Halloween. So 
unfortunately, like I said, it's been diminishing returns. But again, in Halloween Ends, it was it was an ambitious attempt to, like I said, to explore trauma. And some of that was interesting, just not enough to sustain it for the whole movie for me. So let's get into the third act. So eventually, and again, I'm not going to give away any spoilers as far as uh, telling you what happens at the end. I'm not going to do that. But only to say the, the Corey-Allison relationship, of course, obviously intersects with Laurie Strode monitoring the situation of her granddaughter and Corey, and she's concerned about it, and those two stories intersect uh, to start the third act of the movie. Uh, and then, of course, leading to the confrontation or the final, whatever you want to say, and I'm not going to say it again for spoilers, uh, regarding what happens um, at the very end of the film. But suffice it to say that the third act of the film you know, is the best part of the movie because that's what I think everybody's there to look for. The what happens, how it intersects, what happens with Michael Myers and Laurie and how that all plays out and then how the film ultimately ends. So for me, that was my favorite part of the movie and I think what everybody's there to see. And uh, they give you what you want to see. Uh, like I said, there's a confrontation and uh, go from there. Well, I've got somebody on and I just said hi in the chat. So if you want to chat or I can even bring you on, I just gave, I haven't given my full review yet, but I I was disappointed. I thought it was ambitious. What are your thoughts on the movie? You said it was very good. What did you, what did you like about the film? Um, like I said, you can either talk to me in the chat or if you want, I can invite you on. It's up to you. But I'd like to hear your thoughts about it. Um, I haven't given my, uh, my five or my star review yet, so I'll be doing that shortly. But yeah, I was just wrapping up my discussion on it. What did you think? And as we wait for a response there, so like I said, I appreciate the ambition of what they're trying to do. And like I said, I always give credit for that. It's just, but that doesn't mean that it makes it a great movie going experience for me personally. Uh, but I do appreciate that, like I said, they're not trying just to make the same movie over and over again. Uh, so I think that's where it saves it for me from giving it a completely negative review uh, because I do appreciate the ambition. Uh, but again, I can't give it a full-throated recommendation, at least from what I saw of it. All right, so um, our, our viewer is saying, I'm going to read straight from the quote here. I thought with Corey, it was so nice to change it up, but I feel like Corey could have been introduced at the end of Halloween 2018. So, all right, so it sounds like your point is that it's a character, obviously, that we don't see till now that would have benefited from having more backstory in that first film of 2018, which, as I said a couple of minutes ago, is 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 my favorite of the three. I think it's the strongest. Like I said, I think as the movies have progressed, you've gotten kind of diminishing returns. But I think that's what you're saying there, and that's a that's a good point. I mean, if if we would have had more history with that character uh, over two other movies as opposed to just this movie, or maybe uh, have the evolution of his character as it progresses in Halloween ends be more. Um, put out throughout from Halloween to Halloween Kills and then ultimately here. That's that's a, that's an interesting thought that maybe if that character had been introduced then, we would have gotten to know that character more and either empathize, sympathize, whatever, and, and maybe it would have made more of an impact now. So I think that's a pretty good suggestion. Um, like I said, I don't know if adding him to Halloween 2018 would have been good. I mean, I, like I said, I think that movie is the best of these three. Uh, but no, that's an interesting thought. I'm glad and I appreciate you jumping on to, to let me know. But uh, again, Halloween Ends, it's out now. Uh, directed by David Gordon Green as he's directed the previous two. Co-written by Green and Danny McBride and uh, put out by Blumhouse. So 
I usually give five Van Goghs, which is like my stars. So for me, I'm going to go ahead and give Halloween Ends two and a half out of five. Again, uh, I appreciate the ambition. I think if it wasn't such an ambitious attempt, I may have even given it less. But like I said, there are some interesting themes in there regarding trauma that I think were interesting that would make it kind of right above just a typical slasher movie. And I think they were trying to do that. And again, I appreciate that effort. It's just unfortunately for me, uh, that wasn't what I was looking for at the end of this trilogy. I was really looking for a showcase for Jamie Lee Curtis. And this is my, this is my issue with Halloween Kills as well. It almost put her kind of in the background, which I didn't want. She is, this, to me, the centerpiece character of these stories if you're going to make them with her in them. And the fact that she's kind of in the back seat of it, of course, the third act of Halloween ends. She's front and center. But to me, that's too late. Um, and when she's there, she's great because she's always great. She's done this character for 44 years. So she, you know, she could probably do it in her sleep and she's wonderful in it. And um, and the Allison, the other thing I will say of the Allison is her granddaughter. Um, and this is where I think I had another issue. So again, with the acting, I don't think she was bad. I just, I don't know if is, is, um, I don't know. I don't know. Just their relationship, Corey and Allison, and then just the actress. I just didn't, I didn't love it. I didn't love it. I didn't, I, I, I don't know. There was something missing for me that, that kept me from connecting on a deeper level to those characters in that relationship. So that definitely had an issue with that. And I've got our guest uh, uh, with another opinion. Let me read it here. Another thing I didn't like, but trust me, I still like this movie, is how, how did Corey the teenager beat Michael Myers? Okay, yeah, so that's a little, so mild spoiler territory. So obviously, as I stated earlier in the review, there's a confrontation with Corey and Michael Myers. So obviously, Corey's in most of the movie. So obviously, that confrontation, he survives. Um, that's a good question. I don't know. And it's some, and it's some of the unanswered questions about that, since she brought it up, or since the guest brought it up, I will go into that a little bit. It is a little bit puzzling how that would happen. Um, I think, and I can only give my opinion, the way the scene was staged uh, in that confrontation, I just don't know. I, I think that there was some connection because obviously they show almost like a psychic connection. And this is an issue, I think, and it's funny, I talked to my son about this as well, who's, like I said, the biggest horror fan. I'm not. I like certain horror films. But the the other thing that I think these three movies have made it clear is that that Michael Myers is a boogeyman in the sense so he's not a physical being he's not a he's something more than that supernatural whatever you want to call it and i think that confrontation with Corey kind of underscored that 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 it basically implied to me anyway and this is the way i saw it. other people may have seen it differently it implied to me that there was a connection that michael myers saw what occurred with Corey's life what happened with that little boy being murdered because they literally show it on screen and for some reason that prevented him from killing him and actually they ended up having a connection which is what leads Corey down the path that he ends up going down which like I said I won't I don't want to get into that too much because like I said I want people to watch the movie without too much because if you talk if I talk too much about the story then it kind of gives away and I don't want to do that I wanted to tell enough about the story so people can either decide if they want to see it if it's interesting to them or not so at least I could do the review because like I said if I didn't bring up the Corey character at all in this movie then I, it'd be a three-minute review. So um, I do think uh, that's my thought on it. I don't know if you agree with that take, but that's my take on it, that there was a connection psychically or supernaturally or, or within that confrontation that that let Michael know that this person is someone that is connected to him in, in the violence, in the in the death, whatever you want to 
you know, call it. Um, but that's my thought about it. So anyway, um, again, that's my thought on Halloween ends. Um, I'm just texting uh, our guest that popped on here. So give me one second. All right. So again, Halloween ends, I'm giving two and a half Van Goghs out of five. So for me and my scale, that's a middling review. Uh, that's a review that I uh, basically says I don't give it a wholehearted recommendation. Uh, I didn't hate the film. Like I said, some of the reviews I've read online, um, and like I said, these are Twitter, you know, quick reviews. I haven't read any critical notices from critics. I will do that. I, use, I normally have one or two before I do a show, uh, but I didn't have an opportunity for this one. But uh, the the film, I think, is polarizing, kind of like uh, the Halloween, Kill, Halloween Kills was as well. So I think if you really loved Halloween Kills and the themes that it was trying to portray in the film, I think you probably will like this movie a lot. Uh, like I said, I've read a lot of quick reviews that they they just hated the movie. They hated the movie. I didn't hate the film, um, but I didn't love the film either. So to me, it's a middling review. Uh, it's two and a half. Uh, like I said, I'm sure, you know, if you love the story, if you love Laurie Strode, you love Jamie Lee Curtis's performance, um, it's worth it to see it for that. Uh, and then you can get in for me, of course, even though my review of Halloween Kills was a, it's kind of the same kind of a tepid response to it. I, I Of course, I was going to see this movie because you want to see how this story ends and plays out. So for that, I'm glad I did that. And like I said, I'm not going to mention anything about how that happens so people can watch the movie and then they can give their opinion on it. So. For me, Halloween Ends, directed by David Gordon Green, two and a half Van Goghs out of five. So please feel free if you're watching this review live or if you watch it or listen to it later on the podcast, let me know your thoughts on it. Uh, like I said, my Twitter handle is at BenJourEarPod. That's also the handle for Instagram. Uh, go to the website, please. I encourage you to do that. You can download any episode you want there. That's LetMeBendYourEar.com. Uh, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. That is LetMeBendYourEarPodcast. And uh, you can email the show if you have any questions, thoughts, complaints, compliments, anything you want. Uh, the email for the show is bendyourearpodcast at gmail.com. And I can ask if uh, can ask a favor of anybody that's listening or watching. First of all, thank you for listening or watching. I really appreciate it. Uh, I got a lot of downloads for the last uh, episode, Pray, so I appreciate that a lot. Uh, and definitely check that movie out. It's really, really good. If you haven't seen it, it's streaming on Hulu right now. That was my last episode before this one. Uh, and hopefully I'll be back to more of a regular schedule, as I stated I'm dealing with the uh, with the death of my brother, so I'm kind of navigating through that. And like I said, there's going to be an episode in the near future uh, uh, of a review of one of his favorite movies. I'm going to do that as a dedication to him, so I'm looking forward to doing that. And again, uh, please follow the show, and I want to thank anybody that's that, everybody that's listening and is watching. If you do listen to the show on a podcasting app, you know, Amazon, Google Play, Apple Podcast, uh, anywhere you listen to the show, Spotify, uh, if you can rate and review the show, hopefully you give the show five stars, I'd appreciate it. Uh, I'm an independent podcaster, so the, really the lifeblood of getting more people to listen and check it out is ratings and reviews. So the more ratings and reviews I can get, uh, the higher I'll be in search results, and then hopefully the show gets some more exposure. So if you can do that, I would really appreciate it. So thank you. Again, this is Let Me Bend Your Ear Podcast. My name is Frank, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. And uh, again, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, like I said, I'll be back soon. Uh, hopefully, I'll get back to my weekly recording. Um, if not weekly, it's going to be a, a lot more frequent again uh, because I've missed it. Um, you know, with all the stuff that's been going on with me personally, uh, this is definitely a a release for me and something that I really enjoy doing. And it, and it and I really miss it when I don't get to do it. So, 
I'm very happy to come on now, even with what's going on with me now. It's, it, this is something that I've really looked forward to doing. And it was fun to, like I said, go through this Halloween um, cycle. So definitely give me your opinion. I want to hear your thoughts on Halloween. And so, like I said, comment on my Twitter. Uh, let me know. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to hearing your responses. So I hope everybody has a fantastic week. Uh, like I said, stay tuned for more episodes. And again, thank you everyone for listening and for watching. Take care. Have a great week.